Hey everyone, wherever you are, hope you're having a wonderful week so far. We have the latest episode of the Inside Crypto Show, interviews and discussions with regular people just like yourselves. Today we are joined by Peter Fernandez, Financial Products Operations and Management Senior Associate. That's a mouthful, um, but I'm so glad he made time for the podcast today because since I joined the company, I've seen Peter on, on videos and, and he's just an amazing personality to talk to. But before we get started, right, like with anybody new on the podcast, we have to talk about his background. Peter, thank you so much for making time. Tell us about yourself. No, I honestly only joined because I wanted to hear you compliment my personality. <laughs> Most of the time, it's actually the opposite. But yeah, I've been here for about two and a half years, one of the longest tenure period people here in New York. I pretty much do everything in the ETP and trading operations spot. I was originally at JP Morgan for about six years or so, but I feel like I've been saying that for eight years. But yeah, it's great to be here. Nice. How did you go from a traditional place like JP Morgan and end up at 21 Coaching Ownerships? Yeah, of course. It was definitely out of chance for the most part. And I think it's one of the better things to happen, mostly because it was it's the complete opposite of a big bank. I actually have creative control. I get it to go on random podcasts. I get to come up and build stuff from scratch. It's really rewarding versus a big bank where I just felt like a cog in the machine, as they say. Looking back at your experience and your life, like when did you first become aware of crypto or Bitcoin or whatever the term you want to use? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the same time as a lot of people. It was around 2017. I was an idiot and just invested in every meme coin <laughs> out there. Didn't make any money. I think I lost more money than anything, but I really was interested. It opened up the Pandora's box to say where I just started really getting into it and I started really liking the technology and what it actually represents rather than just a get rich scheme or just something to fulfill my gambling addiction. Nice. I like that, Peter. And and Peter, like it's been five years, right? Since you got into crypto and cryptocurrency and blockchain and, and so many other associated terms. What's the feeling now in 2023, right? Are you on the outs like many people are? Are you very positive now? How do you feel now? Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I'm usually a generally optimistic person to begin with, but I feel like this is a great time, right? Last year was a little rough. I think everyone can admit that, but it seems like everything's a little bit stable. The future is looking bright and I'm personally excited. I don't know about you, but I'm uh, pretty thrilled. Me too. Honestly, there might be a lot of negativity in mainstream media, or even like smaller media outlets, but there's still mm -hmm. lots of cool stories, lots of cool projects, lots of innovation. Um, not just with what we're about to talk about later, but so much in the space. But I hinted at it. Let's get straight into Peter. For those in the podcast or watching the video, and most people watch the video, they're like, what are you guys talking about? What's that new logo in the corner, Korean? So Chris was here. Gertrude was here. Some people might have missed those podcasts. Fill us in on what we just launched two weeks ago. Yeah, it's a really tough act to follow. Gersh is much funnier than me. But yeah, we launched a new wrap token product, Index Co-op Large cap index. If you thought my job title was long, that is an even longer name. This pretty much comprises of the largest and most successful crypto projects. It's really unique because it's a rare partnership between, just to pat myself on the back, we have years of experience of operations, risk, and trading experience over here. And that's really tough to come by in this industry, right? Everything's brand new. Everyone's just starting out six months or so. We've been in the space for over three years at this point, which is a long time in the deep uh, crypto space. Nice. So lots of people would have heard about rep tokens and 
I was wondering if you could say what are RAP tokens and how would people actually make use of them? Yes, RAP tokens act as a bridge between blockchain networks, which provides like a unique experience and a secure method to access different crypto assets with one single asset. And while I was talking about that, I also got confused. So how I've been thinking of it, this is going to sound stupid, but this is like a food court in a mall. Instead of driving all around town for different items, right? If you want a burger, you have to drive to one spot and you have to drive all the way across town for, I don't know, a milkshake. That's a pain. You're wasting gas. The fries are going to be soggy by the end of all this. But at the food court, you can find everything in one place. You can just go spot to spot and then bam, you have your tray in one location. You didn't really have to do much. This is what we're offering is a food court type situation. Hopefully this is an analogy that makes sense, but I was hungry when I started thinking these analogies. So I think that also has a lot to do with it. I think that makes a lot of sense. And honestly, that is um, one of the best analogies I've heard in a long time. And that's going to be this well next week's first YouTube short and TikTok short um, to mm -hmm. sort of summarize that all there. Peter, let's dive into the process of 21.coat tokens, right? We had Gurge on this week, right? And he was talking about how the trading team played a role in the rep tokens. And I was wondering if you could explain what makes them so special and how did your team or the team that you're on play a role in this? Yeah, personally, I think it's a pretty neat process, but my bar is very low for what I consider neat. From my standpoint, we pretty much make sure everyone is in line and doing what they need to do. We're like an oversight type role, making sure we're fully collateralized, making sure we fully leverage the automation and the technology we have been using. And we're making sure Gerge and his training team is fully collateralized, making sure they're ready to go. If we ever have to create a token, we ever have to burn a token, we make sure that the reporting and accounting is looking great. So we're pretty much the utility person in this whole process. Nice. I mean, how do you make sure of that? Is it like sending an email or a Slack message? So you get into the office and, and you're mm -hmm. dealing with sort of trading operations and what what happens right what are you checking so first thing i usually do i come in the office i give finger guns to people saying hey good morning uh, then i play a little ping pong and then i get to start looking at the token stuff which pretty much is automated at this point we have an awesome dashboard with our data team has built which gives us an insight into liquidity and if there's any orders from clients or any token holders it's really impressive we use something called onyx which i'm pretty sure everyone has talked about at some point on this podcast if not they're missing out but yeah it's a really intense i want to say intensive it's a very automated process at this point but it's great we just look at a data site we make sure everyone's in line and yeah we message this on slack i send the appropriate gif one in there but yeah nice so you mentioned Onyx and Chris talked about it a little bit, but he didn't really have time to go into an explanation. Um, why don't you tell our audience what is Onyx? It's on the new 21 core site. There's a cool graphic behind it and a video, and there's a lot of explanations, but I think the best explanations come from a person who actually uses something. So yeah, first off, wait, there's a, it's on the website now. It has a cool graphic. I should check that out. All right. <laughs> but at least from our end. Onyx is essentially just a platform we use, which is all in one form, crypto and ETPs. I pretty much work in the ETP space. It's really a nice all in one platform everyone can use to manage 
the traditional finance stuff of ETPs and ETFs while managing the crypto and the crypto assets. It's really a spectacular program. I've been here once again for two and a half years. I saw it when it was, I'll admit it, it was complete trash. Uh, luckily, over the two and a half years, it's a, it's a whole lot better. Our product team and everyone in tech has been doing a fantastic job. Great. Bringing back to the rep tokens, Peter, I was wondering if you could listen, how does the underlying process work? How are these tokens created? If you could walk us through step-by-step. Step. Yeah. So for the most part, we use Onyx a lot and we use the data platform. What I mentioned earlier, to get into the degree of everything, we pretty much act like a drive-through. Once again, I was hungry when I started thinking of these <laughs> analogies. We're pretty much like a drive-through. A token holder comes with USCC. They use a platform where they want to buy it. If we need to purchase the underlying, we take that USCC, we buy the equivalent of the underlying, or as what they would do in the drive-through, they'll put everything in a bag for you, and then they'll hand it over to you in one little spot. So it's pretty much leveraging our trading team, leveraging optimal pricing. And I have to say, tangentially, our index methodology is like amazing with this too. So the whole rebalancing product process, it makes everything a lot easier rather than buying the individual assets and obsessively hitting F5 like I do. I, I usually sit around like a bunch of lemons waiting for everything to go through all the networks. This token makes everything a bit easier. You don't have to worry about, did I use the right chain? Did I use the right wallet? How am I doing in life? Which usually comes up with me, but yeah. You know, as somebody who probably was just found out about this pretty late in the steps, and I'm sure you've been working behind the scenes in your role and, and in your team's role, what were the challenges in creating this product and particularly for your teams managing everything that you guys do? Yeah, boy, there were a few challenges. I'm not going to lie and say we're amazing and we have no challenges. There were a few challenges. This was a little bit of a long process. This has been in works for at least four or five months. Why is something we were building from scratch? We've had other token products before, which was primarily done by an individual team. This is one of the first cross collaborations across the whole company. It was our expertise in the ETP operations area with Jake pretty much leading the charge of the whole thing. We have the training team. We're actually leveraging everyone's expertise. I think that was one of the bigger challenges was make sure everyone was aligned. And also like the future challenges, I want to eliminate my job. Like I want to automate everything. And this is a great thing, right? Cause I much rather make sure the token holders or the client have the most effective and seamless experience in this space. We are always looking for ways to improve. So that's like the continuing challenge we're facing, but we're ascent. I'm just fully prepared to touch on my resume after all this is automated. I can't imagine that ever happening, knowing who you are and knowing all the good things I've heard about you. So Peter, like you've talked about the underlying process, you've talked about some of the challenges as well. And I was wondering, looking at the future, Chris hinted at a future that there will be more adjacent projects to come. Gert, he wished he was like, he hopes that in the future, other protocols or other organizations will make use of these rep tokens and come up with these sort of new DeFi narratives with the idea of all these rep tokens and everything being an ERC-20. Given your experience, five years, it, it's a lot. Six years, 2017, my math yeah. said. <laughs> six years. What do you see in the future? What are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? What's some possibilities we could look forward to? It doesn't have to be from us, but like 
using the idea of these wrap tokens in the future? Yeah, I honestly think the future of wrap tokens and assets in general has an amazing vibe. Like it's really looking bright. Like I obviously expect to have more institutional adoption, more integration across DeFi, especially the institutional side. Like it's like dry heat. It's sure it's better than Florida heat, but it's still miserable. There's still ways to improve the settlement process. We can use that using wrap tokens. We can use, there are a lot of complex and innovative ideas. What can be like done by wrap tokens for us in general, we're definitely in a great spot, especially with Onyx and how we are with the data team and how closely we're integrated with the trading team. Of course, there is more to come in the future. Hirsch is a whole lot better than giving hints to me. I am pretty terrible poker face, but I assume you should like and subscribe to this and then you'll probably hear more in the future. Is like and subscribe a thing on podcasts or is that like a YouTube thing? That I, is both a YouTube thing and a podcast thing for depends on the platform. Though. Okay. And is this where I put like the promo code for like mattresses? <laughs> because I already came up with a nice little spot for it. Yes. If you want to give our listeners and our viewers a promo code, why not? All right. So if you go on, no, but yeah. Nice. Peter, to end off the show, right? <laughs> you sort of hinted it. People give advice about crypto or thoughts about the future of the space. Um, end of today's podcast thoughts about wrap tokens, whatever you want to end up with, um, everyone says something different. Gersh ended off on a macro tangent about China and economics um, last week. The floor is yours. Any pearls of wisdom from someone six years deep in the space? All right. So I'm not going to go on a complete academic level of uh, Gersh. I'm not going to go on a rant on macro microeconomics. I'm honestly just going to say, do your own research, obviously, and then be willing to not stress out about this, right? Everything has its up and downs, such as life, everything in life has its up and downs. Like the market's going to go up, market's going to go down. If you truly believe in the project, if you truly believe in what you're investing in, everything's going to work out. Obviously it's not financial advice or anything like that, but it's more of a life motto of everything's going to work out. Just hold on and make sure, yeah, make sure you don't stress out or obsess or lose chunks of hair which I started doing a while ago when I started getting into DeFi. But yeah. Me too. Peter, you've been so wonderful. And I really hope you can come back because you're like being on my list. I have a list of potential podcast guests in the company. And I've just never had the chance to say, hey, Peter, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about crypto? So I hope we get to do this again. And or maybe in Zurich in two months. And we can oh, do yeah. a longer episode and talk about cryptocurrency and projects and, and just sort of like drool down and have some fun because you're such a fun person to talk to. But you definitely should. Yes. I should so, come on my own podcast and then you can be the guest, <laughs> which will be just a review of this podcast. It would just be a never ending circle of podcasts. That would be awesome too. So Gersh gave his LinkedIn, Chris is on LinkedIn. Are you on any social media that you feel comfortable sharing with people that you yeah. like people to follow? I'm on you? LinkedIn. I had Instagram for a bit, uh, deleted that a while ago. But yeah, I only have a LinkedIn. You can follow me. I don't post anything, so I'm not going to blow you up. Okay. Uh, might randomly click on your name and you might <laughs> say, hey, this person viewed you. But yeah, that's the only extent of my LinkedIn stuff. So yeah, okay. definitely follow me and like me. Sounds good. Then I'll put that down in the show notes. And as usual, if you have any questions for Peter, if you're curious about what Peter does or what he said today, uh, let me know. You can pass them to me. You guys, everyone has my email. It's on the bottom of every video and every podcast. I can get those answered for you. 
And let me know what you thought about today's episode, what you thought about the podcast. Are you excited about having Peter on again? That would be cool because I am, even if you guys aren't, so it doesn't matter. Thanks a lot for you guys tuning in as always and stay tuned for next week for another new guest and another new podcast. All right. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, thank you.